0: The first thing I thought I needed to do was really to set the stage, to sort of let people know what Stanford was like just prior to the earthquake, where it had come from since it was established and opened in 1891 and then forward to to 1906. As one drove up Palm Drive on the day before the earthquake, on your right you would see a magnificent Leland Stanford Junior Museum with large wings and at the time it was the largest privately owned museum building in the country. And to the left you would see a nearly completed men's gymnasium, a nearly completed standalone library in a neoclassical design. And then directly in front of you at the at the front of the main quad was a large memorial arch which sort of loomed over the entrance to the main quadrangle and memorial court behind it. And then as you walked into the main quad and came upon memorial church the the vision that you would see would have seen at that time was vastly different from what you see today because of the large spire on the church. After the earthquake hit, there there was major damage to the museum and many of the wings that had been built by Jane Stanford. The men's gymnasium and the library were largely demolished. The memorial arch, as one faculty wife said, looked like it had had the top scraped off and it was in ruins and continued to keep dropping stones as the day went on. And the spire of Memorial Church had essentially fallen in and blown out the upper front wall of, of the church and the mosaic wall of the church. My idea from the beginning was really to take the students, the faculty, staff, and let their stories tell people today what happened in 1906, to use their letters, their recollections, telegrams home, notes they made even 50 years later, really describe how they felt, what they saw, what happened in that short period of time in the early morning of April 18th, 1906. There were two deaths on campus. One student was killed in Encina Hall, which is where most of the young men were housed, the various chimneys on top of Encina Hall basically crashed through and carried the floors down to the basement. And a number of students were actually caught in the rubble, and they dug out most of the young men and got to the final student Junius Hannah and he was by the time they reached him dead. The staff member that was killed was manning the electric the power station on campus and had actually run out of the building and then realizing that there was the the possibility of fire being started if they're from the electrical equipment went back in to turn the electricity off and was caught by the, the snapped smokestack as it fell as he came out the second time and crushed to death. Students involved in the relief efforts in San Francisco were mainly f- focused in the area. They they sort of set up their shop at 25th and Guerrero streets and their headquarters for the Stan- many of the Stanford students was there and they lab- labeled their uh, corner of the city as Camp Stanford. And the dean of the chapel at the time, um, Reverend Gardner, got wind that the students weren't eating very well. And so he packed up a camp stove, took it up to San Francisco, and proceeded to cook meals for the students. There was sort of this sense of thrill or this sense of of needing to go see what else had happened elsewhere on campus. And you sense that in some of the student letters as they hurriedly got dressed and then walked in groups around campus and sort of stood in front of these huge buildings sort of in awe of what of what the earthquake had done to them um... and then there there are the faculty members and some students too where they talk about how it was the most thrilling thing they'd ever gone through and um william james just thought this was a fabulous just wonderful experience and some, another faculty m- member wrote that, you know, if you've got to go through an earthquake, boy, this was the one to, to, to go through and how exciting it was. And, of course, then then there's the sort of aftermath of dealing with or confronting, um, in the case of the students who weren't actually in Encina or who didn't realize what had happened, showing up at Encina and realizing that, that people had been badly hurt. I mean, it was fine to sort of camp out and sleep outside and eat outside for the first couple of days, but when the rain came or when the reality of just dealing with this long term started to sink in, people's feelings started to change.